Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host, Tony Brown. Today is Tuesday, September the 8th, 2009. England, Wales, Scotland, Australia, Canada, and 12 other industrialized and largely disarmed nations have higher violent crime rates than the U.S. This is according to a Dutch Ministry of Justice multinational survey. According to that survey, England and Australia are twice as vicious as America, with higher rates of robberies, muggings, and assaults. Switzerland, a well-armed nation, has a violent crime rate about the same as ours. Disarmed countries are dangerous countries, and America's few disarmed cities are the most dangerous in the Union. This is no coincidence. Arm yourself with facts to strip the gun control industry bare. Visit gunfacts.info and get your free copy of Gun Facts. Called Indispensable by Cam Edwards of NRA News, Gun Facts is your rapid reference guide to debunking gun control myths and shaming politicians into obedience www.gunfacts.info Well, welcome back everybody. On today's show, I'm going to talk about something that I've been thinking about for quite a while. A couple of the things that came up recently on some other network show, on Ken's show and on Mark's show, uh, they had talked about the young man whose name, I believe, first name was Chris, or that's what he wanted to be called, who here in Phoenix had taken an AR-15, and he had a handgun uh, strapped to his side as well, to a uh, protest, uh, an Obama protest about the health care situation. And a lot of people in the gun rights community went against him, said that he shouldn't have done it. And you know, let me let me let's take an aside here real quick on something a little different. I know that both Ken and Mark have covered this subject a little bit. And some people would say, "Well, are you just copying them or you, you know, they've already done it, why don't you wait?" or But the reality is when we do these shows when and this is something that goes to all of us, a lot of times we're going to be talking about the same thing. But each one of us is going to have something different to say. And each one of us has our own backgrounds and, and beliefs and things that we're going to bring to it that maybe uh, the other guy doesn't. Or maybe it's going to be the exact same thing. Uh, but just because somebody else has done a show, uh, does, I don't feel that necessarily that another podcaster in the network should then hold off for a while or not throw in their two cents if they want to. Uh, it's, it's always good to have many different perspectives and many different voices. And usually we can all learn something uh, from one another if, if we're willing to. So now getting back to uh, what I was originally talking about, uh, the young man Chris who had brought the uh, AR-15 and his handgun. Now, of course, he wasn't the only one. There were other people there that were armed at the protest as well. But he's a guy that I feel that we should be behind. We should really get behind this guy and support him and talk up what he did. And here's the reason why. 
if we look at his actions, he did nothing that was illegal. All he did was say, I don't necessarily like what Obama is doing in this administration and our current government, and I want to protest that. And he did it in a manner that was completely legal. Now, some would say, well, he was just kind of showboating or trying to make a statement. Well, of course that's what he was trying to do. That's why he he was trying to make a couple of statements. The first one being that he doesn't agree with the current administration. The second being that he has a Second Amendment right. He has a right to keep and bear those arms. And in Arizona, he can carry them legally. And as long as he is not doing anything uh, that is threatening to another person, he was not breaking any laws. And I think that this guy, he should be applauded. And he should be held up as an example of how to do things the right way. And to the charge of people saying, well, he's a publicity hound. Well, guess what? That's what we need. We need to be out there. We need to be seen. It's like I said on my last show. You got to get fired up. You got to be willing to go out there and take a little bit of a risk. You got to be willing to be noticed. Now, this guy, in the back of his mind somewhere, I'm sure he thought, well, there may be something local that that comes of this, but it may not be that big a deal. I don't know if he really understood the level of national attention that that his action would bring. And again, I don't think he did anything wrong, and I think he should be applauded. I think that's what more of us need to be doing. We need to go to these rallies, and we need to be seen openly with our firearms, again, if that is legal in your state. And if it is not, if it's a, if it's a place where you can't carry a firearm to a protest, get a sign. Do you know? Do what Mark does. He'll, you know, he'll go to those gun buybacks and he'll have a sign that, you know, protesting him. And he exercises, you know, his right to do so. And he makes sure that he does it, though, in a legal manner. He's not trespassing. He's not doing anything to where he's disturbing the peace or causing a big scene. But he's out there exercising his rights. And he's out there also giving support for the Second Amendment and trying to educate people a little bit. And that's what we need to do. And that's, when, when we look at some of these people that make the news, we need to be careful not to immediately jump on, on to their side just because they have a gun. And the reverse is true. We also need to not immediately go against them just because they did something that maybe we wouldn't do. Or they went about it a little bit differently than we did. So I think he is a, a prime example, this young man Chris is a prime example of somebody who went out and did something and did it the right way. Contrary to what people, some people probably still think, that he hurt the movement, he, I think he advanced it. And I also think he did something that was completely unintentional. And that is, he showed on a national level what the media, what the mainstream media is willing to do to slant a story in their direction. When they initially, when the story initially broke and they showed him, they tried to basically say it was a racial thing, that they, uh, they, they made sure only to show his back and the side, they made sure not to show his face or his hands or anything that would identify his race. So by him doing that, 
we actually get a bonus because I think that opened up a lot of people's eyes as to what the mainstream media is doing. And if they're doing it on this story, you know that they're doing it on others. Hey guys, I'm on my way to get my car back that I loaned to Alex Haddix of the Practical Defense Podcast. And I picked up this new portable recording software, so I thought I'd give it a try. Oh, there's Alex right up ahead. Well, hey, buddy, what's... Ooh, boy, you don't look too good. Looks like you took a pretty bad beatdown. Can you tell me who did it? Members of the Gun Rights Radio Network, Shelton, with Masada Yub, Gail Pepin, John and Terry Strayer, and the rest of the programs crew, with Daniel Shaw and Justin Olson. Yeah, those guys can be pretty bad news. Um, how come they beat you up? after a fender bender with your car. My car? Oh, man. Hey, you uh, you really don't look too good. Let's, uh, tell me something. How many fingers am I holding up? What's the number? D-E-F. Hmm. Well, okay. Uh, let's try this. Can you spell your name for me? Number 11. All right, all right. Uh, let's try this. You said Eric Shelton was there. What else do you remember? He had a gun. The gun was huge. The gun was black. Okay, okay, buddy. Take it easy. Can you tell me a little bit more about Eric Shelton? What did he look like? What do you remember? Tattoos and deformities. Okay, good, good. Anything else you remember? Anything at all? Mutton chop sideburns, you know, anything like that. Okay, buddy. I think that's enough for now. Let's go ahead and get you patched up. And I tell you what, though. We'll have our revenge. I'm going to tell everybody I know to listen to your podcast, Practical Defense. But not to their shows. Now, let's talk a little bit in the other direction. And we'll kind of go to what I consider to be a middle-of-the-road case, and then later we'll talk about a, uh, a case that, that I felt was the complete opposite of what this young man, Chris, how he acted appropriately. Now, not too long ago, Plaxico Burris, who's a football player, got sentenced to two years, and he did it as part of a plea, uh, a plea bargain. And he was in New York, and for those of you who don't know, he was in New York, was at a club, uh, had a pistol on him, and of course he did not have a permit, and in New York you're not allowed to have a handgun without a permit. And the gun started to fall, either dropped from his waistband or out of his pocket, however he was carrying it, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but the, the gun was making a hasty exit from his control, he grabbed it, shot himself in the leg, and of course uh, at that time... The rest of the story unfolds where he eventually ends up uh, having to, is going to have to end up serving probably uh, two years. Um, now, I was doing the news search of this guy, and I came across uh, a guy who had done a video on YouTube. And I thought what he said summed it up pretty well. And so what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to go ahead and insert his his comments here in a second um i don't i don't have a lot of sympathy 
for Plaxico Burris because, again, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Uh, people will say, well, you know, he's a football player and he's a target and people, you know, he's, he's in danger if he goes out to a club because people want to rob him or, or just because he's famous they may want to hurt him. And while that may be true, he's also a gentleman who probably has the money to hire a couple of off-duty cops to be a bodyguard while he's waiting to go through the proper channels, if, if it's something that he really feels he needs to have as a gun to protect himself, which I understand and believe in and support 100%. But again, you have to do it legally. You have to go through the proper channels. And that's something that he didn't do. And, and I also feel, uh, like a previous show that I had done, talking about second-class citizens, he's a guy that probably could have made a couple of phone calls or had his agent made a couple of phone calls and things would have been ironed out for him pretty darn quick, uh, just because he's a famous sports figure. So anyway, let me go ahead and I'll play that, uh, the, uh, the YouTube clip right here. And then I'll talk a little bit about that once I get done, once it gets done. Plaxico is going to prison, guys. Uh, I was headed out to the gym and I just saw it on the news, man. They said he's getting two years. He uh, agreed to a plea bargain to where he... Goes to jail for two years. Wow, I take no joy in that whatsoever. I know it was stupid. I know he shouldn't have been there. I know all that kind of stuff. But gosh, he's going to jail for two years for that. Wow. I mean, it's 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 weird. I come from I come from gun toting USA. I come from South Carolina. Everybody got guns. Everybody in my family got guns. We all have guns. We all shot guns. Guns, gun, pow, 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 all the time. Uh, so it's kind of, it's kind of weird to see somebody get that much time in jail for firing a gun, but I know I've lived in Chicago for a long time in, in my life, and I know that, you know, they had anti-gun laws, and if you shot a gun or you had a gun, uh, it, you would, you would go into jail, and still didn't stop people from having them, but you would go to jail there. Uh, so it's just, and then on top of this, now this, I, I, I hadn't even, I hadn't even really been on the sympathetic, sympathetic side of Plaxico Burst at all until, uh, Steve McNair. And I was like, man, these, these guys might need to carry a gun with them at all times. You know, they don't know when somebody's going to run up on them or, or when somebody's going to lose their mind or something like that. Cause these guys are. When when Plaxico Burris is in the building, Plaxico Burris is in the building. Plaxico, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows Plaxico is in the building, and it's, it's just like a buzz. So, uh, me, I wouldn't go to that. Wouldn't go to those places. That that's mistake number one. I wouldn't go. I mean, so I wouldn't have to have my gun in a uh, in a in a club. But wow, this is I take no joy in it, guys. I take no joy in it. You know, I am a football fan. I love the game of football, and anybody that's done great stuff for the game of football, you know, I, I have them right here, you know, no matter what their personal life is, because I don't care, because I don't want them to judge me on my personal life, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is, wow, he's, they said he's going to do at least 18 of those, um, 24 months, so, um, wow, all right, I'll let you later, peace. So, you know, again, I, I don't know who this guy is. He's just some guy that I found on YouTube when I was doing some searches. Uh, but in one aspect, I'm kind of like him. I, uh, 
I don't take any, I don't have any great joy that this guy's going to jail um, and that he's going to have to spend, you know, a couple of years in prison. However, on the, on the other side of the coin, I don't have tons and tons of sympathy for him either. But I thought this guy made a lot of good points. And I, the reason I played it too was mainly because I think there's a lot of people that feel just like this guy did. A lot of people are more upset, I think, at the type of law that if you are, you know, just because you have a gun, you're going to have to go do about three years in prison. Uh, and he, like I said, he's going to end up doing about two. But that's what I think more people are upset. And in the gun community, there were people when this first came out that were that were saying, poor Plaxico, and, you know, they he shouldn't have to do this. And, you know, he was a target, and so he should be excused, and they should make a special case for him. And that I don't believe either. Again, I he you if you're going to carry a gun, you need to make sure that you're doing it legally. You need to make sure that you're following the rules so that if something happens, like what happened to him or if he was attacked, then he has the law on his side. In his situation, he didn't go through the proper and legal channels. And so now he's going to pay the price for that. And again, like in that first example, when the media reports on this guy because he's a nationally known sports figure, it does sort of get the message out there that, you know, three years mandatory sentence for uh, a guy that just discharged a gun, he's not a criminal, isn't that a little excessive? Maybe unintentionally that does help our cause a little bit because it does at least shed some light on some of the ridiculous nature and uh, the overreactions of the people who want to take away gun rights and who want to limit the Second Amendment, if not abolish it altogether. Now, obviously, the punishment and the crime, or offense, I should probably say, they don't match up. So the severity of his punishment does not match the severity of his offense. And another thing that we can look at is while he's in prison, he has to take up a space. He takes up a bed. And we have to ask ourselves, is society best served by having someone like him, who's going in on a weapons offense, who probably has no other priors, and so they're not really out there committing lots of other crimes. They're not out there committing crimes against other people or against property. They're not stealing cars. They're not breaking into homes. Is society best served by having this guy go in and serve a basically a two-year sentence? Or would it be better to have that person placed on probation and that space that he would have taken up, well, now you can house that guy who's breaking into your home, who's stealing your car. And I think we know which option makes more sense and which option would benefit society more. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. One show thingy at a time or something like that. I don't know.
final example I want to talk about today, and this is going to be a little controversial for some, it's not so much for me, but I understand that people came down on one side of the issue or the other, and there really wasn't a lot of in-between as there can be in some issues and in some uh, incidents where a uh, firearms owner is involved and there was a shooting. And the guy that I want to talk about is Joe Horn. Now, I toyed with playing the 911 tape, um, but it's rather long. And I thought, well, I can just paraphrase it and talk about it here and there. We can avoid the uh, eight minutes or so. That's the length of the tape. But then I thought, you know, I think it's best served to have the actual tape that you can listen to. Then if the show is still around a few years from now, at least that tape will be part of this, and so somebody who would come to listen to the show later would have the reference, or somebody who had not heard the tapes prior, or didn't really know a lot, would at least be able to hear the audio. So I'm going to go ahead and insert that audio here. If you don't want to hear it again, just go ahead and fast forward. So here's the audio of the 911 call. Pass that 911. What is your emergency? Uh, burglars breaking into a house next door. What's the address there, sir? 7418. Not my address, but next door, okay? Yes, sir. 7418 what, sir? Timberline Drive. Uh, I've got a shotgun. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want me to stop them? Nope. Don't do that. Uh, Ain't no property worth shooting somebody over, okay? Well, they're breaking in right now. They're in their house. Mm -hmm. I'm watching them. What color is the house they're breaking into? It's uh, kind of a red brick right next to a two-story uh, brick home, my home. All right. What's the um, guys look like, white, black, Hispanics? They're black, two of them. Two black males? What are they yeah. wearing? Uh, one's kind of a green shirt and uh, white tennis shoes and blue jeans, and both of them are in the house right now. What's the other one wearing, sir? Uh, I didn't get a look at the other one. What's your last name, sir? Horn. Joe Horn. H-O-R-N. Joe, what is your phone number, please? Uh, this is my cell phone, 713-819-9826. And you're at what address, please? I'm at 7418 Timberline. They are next door. Do you know the number next door? Uh, I don't know if it's ascending or descending. But um, hurry up, man. Catch these guys, will you? Because I ain't going to let them go, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to let them go. I'm not going to let them get away with this shit. Okay, hold on. Now, if you're standing in front of my house, okay, looking at it from the street, it'll be the left-hand house. You got that? Yes, sir. Okay. Stay on the phone with me till we get someone right over there, okay? Don't hang up. I'm not hanging up, but I'm telling you right now, I don't like this kind of stuff, man. This is ridiculous. Yes, sir, it is. Broad daylight. I don't know if they're armed or not. I know they got a crowbar because that's what they broke in the windows with. Which window did they go through? Uh, the side, on the side where the gate is. I mean, you know, where the fence is because nobody can see them. That would be the right-hand side. Looking from the front.
Man, this is scary. I can't believe this is happening in this neighborhood. What? This is scary. I can't believe this is happening in this neighborhood. Can you see anything at all? No, I just see where they went in the house. I can't see in the house. I understand that, but you can see where they entered in? Yes. So they might slip out the same way, or can you see the front of the house? I can't see the front. I can go out the front, but if I go out the front, I'm bringing a shotgun with me, I swear to God. No, no, I'm not going to let them get away with it. I can't take a chance on getting killed over this, okay? No. I'm going to shoot. Stay, I'm going to shoot. Stay inside the house and don't go out there, okay? I know you're pissed off and I know what you're feeling, but it's not worth shooting someone over this, okay? I don't want to, but, I mean, if I go out there, you know, to see what the hell's going on, I mean, what thoughts no, no. am I going to have? No, I don't want you to go out there. I asked if you could see anything out there, if you could see. I can see a little bit of the driveway, but see, I can't see the front. Can you see anything out in the front of the house, that, like a vehicle that came in or anything? No. if you see anything at all from where you're at. Don't go outside, okay? Stay in the house. Mr. Horn, you still there? I'm here. Tell you when I've got officers on the scene out there. Not yet, you don't. No, I know. I can't see the front of the house. I can't tell if they stole something or getting away or not. That's all right. Ain't nobody home that you know of, is there? Well, over there, I, 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 I would assume. Or I hope not. Okay. I mean, you know your neighbors. No, I really don't know these neighbors. I know the neighbors on the other side really well. I can assure you if it's been their house, I'd already done something. Because mm -hmm. I know them really well, I, you know. Mr. Horn? Yes? Why don't you listen to me carefully, okay? Yes. Got officers coming out there. I don't want you to go outside that house. And I don't want you to have that gun in your hand when those officers are poking around over there. Okay? I understand that, I okay? But I have a right to protect myself, too, sir, and yes, you understand you that. Yes, and the laws have been changed in this country since September the 1st, and you know it and I know it. I, I have a right to protect myself. I'm, I'm right to and a shotgun is a legal weapon. It's not an illegal weapon. No, it's not. I'm not saying that. I'm All right. I'm not wanting you to, you know, make Okay, he's coming out the window right now. i got to go, buddy. I'm hey, sorry, but he's coming out the window. Don't. Don't go out the door, Mr. Horn. Mr. Horn. God damn it, they just stole something. I'm going out the window. Don't I'm sorry. I ain't going to let them get away with this shit. They stole go something. They got a bag of something. House. I'm okay. going to. Mr. Horn, do not I'm go sorry. outside the house. This ain't right, buddy. You're going to get yourself shot if you go outside that house with a gun. You want to make a bet? Okay, stay in the house. They, they weren't getting away. That's all right. Property is not worth killing someone over. Okay? God damn it. Don't go out the house. Don't be shooting nobody. I know you're pissed and you're frustrated, but don't do it. They got a bag of loot. Okay. How big is the bag? They're carrying a bag a hand. of stuff. They're walking out about a hand's up. Yeah. Yeah. Which way are they going? 
I can't. I'm going outside. I'll find out. I don't want you going outside, Mr. Horn. Well, here it goes, buddy. You hear the shotgun clicking, and I'm going. Don't go outside. that he acted inappropriately. I do not think that he was a hero. And I think that he involved himself in a situation and escalated it and made it worse when he didn't have to. So let's look beyond the easy argument of saying, well, those guys were criminals and they got what they deserved. Now, I don't have much sympathy for the criminals. Because my philosophy on that is, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. If you're going to take the risk of breaking into someone's home, there's a very good chance that you're going to get shot and killed. The issue that I have with Mr. Horn is that he at no time was in jeopardy of his life being taken away from him. He was inside his home, behind a closed door, and he had a shotgun in his hand. And if we look at trainers like Masad Ayub, Clint Smith, Tiger McGee, all those guys will say the same thing. That unless your life is in jeopardy, or the life of a loved one, or that you see that someone is getting their you know, head kicked in or getting repeatedly stabbed, what you need to do is be a good witness. You don't need to involve yourself. Now, a popular argument that I hear on forums all the time is that, man, if that were my house, I'd want my next-door neighbor to come over and protect my property. Unfortunately, I think that is a little bit short-sighted and really isn't very well thought out. Because if we change that situation around, if we change the story around to one of, let's say, that a man is in a Circle K, He's in the back of the store and he's relatively safe and he happens to be an armed citizen. Two men come in, they're armed, they rob the store, they yell at people and 
cause a ruckus, but they leave and nobody is hurt. Well, this guy, when the robbers came in, first called 911. 911 says, just stay in the back of the store, don't do anything, pay attention to what's going on, and we've got officers on route. Well, he decides they're not going to get here. These guys are going to get away. I need to do something. So he chases the guys out in the parking lot, and a gunfight ensues. Well, unfortunately, your son or daughter was inside the store at the time. And one of the bad guys, one of his stray bullets, hits your kid and kills him. So in that example, do you wish that maybe that armed citizen had just been a good witness, or do you think he still did the right thing in going after the robbers? And let's say that the owner of the store was your good friend. So now do you still want that armed citizen to involve himself and protect your good friend's property? Or would you have rather that they had just eh, let him get away, it's only a hundred bucks, it's only a thing. It pales in comparison to the life of my child. Now I'm a parent and I can tell you which side of the story I'd want to be on. I'd want that guy to just stay there and be a good witness. Because again, if we go back to some of the premier trainers in the world, they say, be a good witness, don't involve yourself if you have to, go into the gun is the last resort. And I know there are people out there that will differ with me on this, but we're talking about lethal force and the use of that, and you're going to need to be able to justify that if you ever did go to court. And you're also going to have to live with that. We see time and time again that even in situations that are justifiable, the people that are involved in shootings, it affects them and it stays with them. It's not something that goes away after a couple of weeks. It's with them for the rest of their lives. If you'd like to contact me or send a comment, either positive or negative, that's fine. Everybody has their own opinion and they can uh, feel the way that they want to feel. You can send me an email at firearmscafe at gmail.com or you can contact me over at the forums and leave me a message under the Firearms Cafe section. I know that some of this stuff is going to be a little controversial for some people. It's, it's really not too much for me. And if you disagree, I'm not saying that you can't disagree with me, but what I'm saying is I'm not going to rehash these arguments over and over and over again either through email or on the forum. So if you just wanted to express your opinion or say, well, I, I thought you had that one wrong, that's fine. But like I said, I'm not. we're not going to go round and round in circles with each other. The, the point of my show today was to try and get you to think about what really helps or hurts the Second Amendment. You know, does some guy walking around in a perfectly legal manner with his AR-15 and a, a sidearm strapped at a presidential uh, speaking engagement. Does that really hurt the Second Amendment? Does a guy who shoots himself in the leg in a club, does he help or hurt the Second Amendment? And is he really one of us? Is he really a law-abiding gun owner at that point? Does a guy who involves himself in a situation 
and ends up shooting two people? Does that help or hurt the Second Amendment? And these are things that you got to decide for yourself. You know how I feel on them. So, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Stay safe and stay informed. And as always, we'll save a seat for you at our table at the Firearms Cafe. Music heard on today's podcast was provided courtesy of Mevio from Music Alley. I'm in very bad health. My head, my back, my heart. A bullet in any one of those places could be fatal. Initiating shutdown sequence.